Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Got that figured out? Just a boot. If you're not scratching your head like a monkey doing a math problem yet. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's not going to work. Whatever. All right, let's get into this. Ready? Where to hunt Where podcast. To hunt podcast. Yes. Let's do it's it. Okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Man, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bow Hunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is all right. Hey everybody, we're live. Welcome to the Weird Hunt Podcast. This is Eric, and uh, we got Greg over here. Kind of yep. fighting with the headphones. Yeah, he's got a little bit of Irish in him. Is that uh, Scotch ale over there? A Scottish. Scottish ale. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, so welcome to the show. Uh, we're live, and uh, we're going to call some sponsors here, and then we'll get into it. So I have my, my trusty notepad, so I don't F it up. boy. That's kind of you know, where I'm at these days with all that stuff. And, uh, all right, so Backwoods Grind, backwoodsgrind.com. Like, if you haven't had their coffee, haven't smelled their coffee, and if you've listened to this podcast for any number of, I don't know, times, years, days, months, whatever, and you haven't tried it, shame on you. Well, if the amount of their coffee you drink, you probably sweat it all out, and you always smell like their coffee. I went through a lot of it uh, this last week. But anyway, uh, if you want to save some money on it, enter in code W2HPODCAST, get 10% off, and it's delicious. I like the camp house. That's what I like. Ditto. Stick my stick my flag right there. Yep. It's in the stuff. coffee. Uh, switch your boots. All right, folks. Uh, Gumleaf USA. Gumleafusa.com. These are 85% natural rubber boots. They are super comfortable, very durable. And you know, they're good for early season. We were just talking about that. Or if you're down south and you don't have cold temps like we do up here in Wisconsin, um, highly recommend them. And the 10% you get by being a listener of where to hunt, uh, you know, it really does save you some money. These are a big ticket item, so you're not going to need to buy another pair of shitty boots. They'll last probably three times as long as any other big name brand boot that's made out of nothing but neoprene. Yeah, I agree. Um, so entering code W2H2020, you get 10% off. And then uh, musket powder, which we do a segment called the recipe of the week. We'll get into that in post-production. But if you want some uh, a buy one, get one on that, you can enter in code uh, W2H podcast for a buy one, get one. And... Start putting that on everything in your house. My wife made some eggs this morning for my birthday, and she doused them in musket powder. And they were really good. Of course they were good. Plus, they were good because she made them. All right, before we get into our guest interview, let's get into our recipe of the week. The recipe of the week. The recipe of the week is brought to you by musket powder. Completely cover, then add a little more. Camp tested. You hear that? That's the sound of tastiness. All right, so this week, our recipe of the week is venison stroganoff. 
a good classic meal, here's what you're going to need. You're going to need a tablespoon of olive oil, three and a half tablespoons of salted butter, one onion, slice that thing up, two garlic cloves minced, and then three and a half cups of sliced button mushrooms, two pounds of venison, the good stuff, uh, tenderloin or roast, cut it in strips, and then one tablespoon of heavy cream, a teaspoon of lemon juice, one package of egg noodles, and then salt, black pepper, parsley to taste, whatever you like there. Here's what you do in terms of instructions, and we'll share this on our website too. Uh, but you cook the egg noodles according to the instructions on the package. So when you buy those, you'll see what that looks like. And then heat oil and half of the butter in a large skillet over some medium heat. Saute the onions and garlic. It's going to start to smell really good. Then add some mushrooms. It's going to smell better. And then obviously just cook all that up till soft. And then add salt and pepper to taste, like I mentioned. Then transfer that to a bowl and set that aside. Um, using the same skillet, then heat the remaining butter and then this is where you're going to add your venison strips in a single layer until it's medium well. So really uh, about 30 seconds on each side, depending on the thickness of your strips. And then add the mushrooms, onions, and garlic back in, stir, and top with parsley. Um, from there, add the heavy cream and lemon juice and let it simmer for a few minutes. Serve over the egg noodles. That's it. Uh, pretty classic meal. I have to imagine most of us know how to cook this meal. Uh, but you know, it's a good classic and you know, we don't want to get too exotic with some of these. So this one, uh, was submitted to us and we're happy to share it. So we'll announce the, the winner and send them a message. So thanks everybody for listening to the recipe of the week. Don't forget, submit your recipe and you get entered into a chance to win some musket powder. Um, if you want to try musket powder, this is a great way to kind of get into it. So what this recipe didn't call for, cause this person doesn't have musket powder yet is some musket powder. So uh, hopefully they'll, they'll get some of this and it'll add some spice and flavor to their recipe. Let's get back into our interview. Of course. So, uh, with us on the line, Joe Brown, am I saying your last name? Brown. Right, Damn it. Close. It's been a long time since I fucked up a last name. Up. God, God. God. Like you one job. One it. job. Well, it sounds kind of like Braun then, right? Braun, yep. Yeah. Braun with a D with at a D, the yes. end. Yeah, with a D. Yeah, you got to enunciate the D. Got to have end. the D, right? Everybody says Braun, but yeah, it's Braun. All right, got it. All right, so let's, uh, you know, introduce yourself, take the floor, tell us who you are, how you got here, who you're with, all that fun stuff. Joe Braun, um, I grew up in Eagle, Wisconsin, which is southeastern Wisconsin. Um, pretty much been hunting. You want to talk about hunting right away or... or yeah, I mean, yeah, we can tell. Yeah, sure. If you want, you know, um, however personal you want to get on the show, if you're comfortable with us in the audience, <laughs> <laughs> sure, you got a whatever. beer. I mean, we could keep those rolling. Um, yeah. And if you hunt in public or private too, that's a question I like to ask too. Mostly, I would say I'm 95% public. I have hunted private, but yeah, we, we know, yeah. grew up, my mom and dad, when we were kids, we went up to like Adams County, went up to like Crivets. We camped out and everything was public. They, we have eight kids. They never really had any land. You're one of eight? One of eight. Holy Six sisters, smokes. one brother, and pretty much when I was a kid, everybody hunted. Um, Shit. And I'd follow along with my little bow or whatever, and I wasn't old enough at that time. Are you but, the uh, baby of the family? Second. Second youngest. Okay. So I have a younger so, daughter, and then uh, my oldest or our, my oldest is my brother. Okay. And he's the one that tagged me along when I was like 12. He'd go up to Adams, and I'd follow along with him. Um, he was 19. He's seven years older than me, so. Okay. Cool. That's how the, the public thing started, pretty much. That's pretty um, fun. And, and, and the Northwoods is hard, too, if you started there. I, it's a different My world. dad had family in Krivitz, so I think that's where he started when he was younger with his buddies. Mm -hmm. So kind of just followed tradition there. Um, he gun hunted, but we didn't never gun hunted with him when we were young. We still pretty much don't gun hunt that much. It's just a extra thing if we get an opportunity sure. to. 
but mostly it was going up there to, I think it was like Lake Nakobe area by the Krivitz or Peshigo River. We'd camp at that Peshigo campground and we'd. Out of tents or camping? Tents, tents oh, at yeah. that time. Tents. Now now it's camping. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was tents at that time and we were all young kids running around and if dad got a deer, my brother, my mom got a deer, we'd go. It was never nothing large. It was just meat. Yeah. Nothing to do, you know. Nope. Um, we'd go help him track it and drag it out and do whatever. Bring it back to the campsite, cut it up. Pretty much. Have some back straps around the fire maybe. Absolutely. absolutely. Painting a pretty nice picture here. You had a good childhood. <laughs> yep. I did have a good childhood. I really did. Um, but yeah, that's they even growing up after that, we moved, uh, they moved, they lived in Kenosha then, but then we moved out here, you know, a little more country. Um, we didn't have any land, but we, my brother and everybody was still in the hunting, so we, local cattle marine, you know, southern okay. cattle marine units, all the big woods out here. Yep. What it would be like, Waukesha County land really wasn't a big thing back then at all um, that I remember. It was always like the state forest. So you hunt all the southern cattle. Um, that's what we did. We didn't have any leases. We didn't have any private there was one private property i got onto when i was like 15 and i killed two two small bucks off that property but as time went on i think that landowner died i can't actually remember why i didn't get to go back on it but i lost permission mm-hmm. so pretty much just grew passion for public hunting the challenge is definitely uh what draws me to it and the fact that i can't afford private land if i'm being honest yeah i mean i'm i'm 36 years old right now and i'm looking every day i'm like should i buy this piece and 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 i'm, I'm talking to my wife about it like do I want to buy a private? I'm looking at, you know, 40 acres around here. You're talking anywhere from 200,000 to, I mean. It's a little house payment. Yeah. It's, yeah, like it's another house payment. For 40, do I want to be stuck on 40 acres? What if I camera that woods up and I'm not getting the deer I want? Even, I mean, yeah, you can manage. You can't really manage. Then you're beyond acres, that you house food. payment. Yeah. It's, just, it's <laughs> not what I want to do. I like to be able to go deep and far and anywhere I want. I, I like public. I have a passion for it. I really do. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a bittersweet all the time. Me and my brother always talk about it because you have so many challenges on a public of people. You have, I mean, there's so many different kinds of people that go out there. You have hunters, you have squirrel hunters, you have leisure guys. There's, I mean, I've had people out I've there had, just yeah, camera, had hikers. bird watching, yep. or, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, hikers, um, it, it could be kids, it could be anything yep. um, other than bow hunters. I actually think bow hunters might be the least of my threat in the public woods as far as me being successful. I think sure. it's a little bit everything else. You're just seeing everybody. Everything, yeah. Yeah, and it's some of the guys that'll end up off the beaten path, right, that are maybe... Pretty much. Yeah. Um, the squirrel hunters, I would say, is probably, as far as that season going, the same time as archery season. I mean, they're out there opening morning, and and uh, I, I mean, I had it where I was hunting this buck, and I, well, I was hunting him, but I had him patterned on with a camera, and patterned enough to where I thought I had a good chance of opening weekend and I, I get up my stand opening weekend, whatever mm-hmm. it's dark out, you know, you get out there, think you're early, you think you got everything going right. You know, the juice is flowing in your blood, you're ready. And you hear this branch break out in the background. You're like, okay, getting ready, getting ready. And all of a sudden you got three guys walking up with guns and they're, backpacks. They're, and they're squirrel, they're squirrel hunting. hunting. Yeah. I mean, and not needless to say the next three weeks, I never caught that buck in that area <clears throat> no. at all on camera. There's, so there's it's enough like, scent there for them to, for him to change his pattern. Yeah. He, he, I have no idea where he went for them three weeks, but he wasn't there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, so going back to like starting when I was young, I, I mean, I hunted just deer. I don't hunt turkeys. I don't really, mm-hmm. it's strictly love for bow hunting, mm-hmm. archery. I never really cared about gun, even though I did it, but I just, I liked it when the deer were themselves. Yep. Um, they weren't pressured. Know, yeah. They're not just yeah, running yeah. around. I, that's, right. I really don't even like the rut as much as I like different seasons. Is although the rut is you know the best time to harvest a nice deer, but or one of the best times. But uh, I, I just like the deer being on their their own 
agenda. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a, yeah, I, the way I hunt is I'm, I'm an interceptor. I'm an ambusher. I get in between where I think they're coming and going, you know? Um, that's one of the tactics I like to use. I, I, I mean, I hunt, I try to hit some cross trails that I think are coming out of areas where they're bedding. Um, try not to get too close depending on the winds. Obviously every, you know, all, all common stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like it. And you've had success. So, I mean, like, um, talk about maybe a little bit of the Chase Nation stuff, how you kind of came in with those guys. You're, you got the hat on the sweatshirt, yep. which, by the way, I, that's one of the new ones. It looks freaking great. <laughs> yeah, this is the new one. Yep. <laughs> Damn it, one. I should have put that over there. <laughs> I think you might have more. I have the same one Greg's wearing, but we don't want to double up. And I got this, this nice comfy. package from Venado I got today, that, so too. We're I got that. And those I got are, this, you know, for those looking at the, the camera. Venado flannels yeah. are unbelievable. Yeah, they're nice. Great. They're comfortable, and they hold up, like, very durable. They do. I don't. I, mean, I was telling them I have a red, I have the it, red one. I don't dry it. Every and time I think I've got a lot of life. My wife it. does dry it. Every time I wash it and dry it, they look brand new coming out. I'm like, it's the same. You sure you dry? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Interesting. Don't get the little bird. Yeah, like this makes... has a little bit of birds on it, stuff, but I wear sure. it all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's um, just it. You wear it all the time. Oh, I got, it's like, in, I'm in the woods. I mean, it's got frays and everything. I mean, it's, it's used. And you got a you know? nine month old, so like, I'm sure a, you get spit up on everything, right? I have a nine month old daughter and eleven year old. Yep. So, uh, um, oh, I'm sorry, what was the question again? Correct. Just kind of like how you got involved with oh, Chase, Chase Nation, Nation and stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, I was, uh, I, Sam Ubel, who mm-hmm. him and Brad, are, I think, were the ones that founded it, whatever. I think it was 2017 or maybe in the winter of 2016, they came up with the idea of doing this. And uh, I met Sam actually bartending at a local bar where I live, where he also lived off of in McGuanagall. I lived in Eagle, mm-hmm. but I bartended at a bar um, in Lindy's on Lake Beulah. So he'd come in and I could hear him and I knew, I knew of him from other people talking at yep. the bar and, and everybody talking deer. And then he always heard me talking about, so obviously he was, you know, inquiring and like, you know, everybody wants to see deer pictures. And, and, uh, he asked me, he thought I, I'd be a good asset to represent the common guy, the guy that, you know, goes to work and hunts public land. Doesn't really, you know, nothing's forced on you. Do what you want get mm-hmm. out when you can. And that's how it kind of started. It's cool. Um, yeah, I think it was like 2017, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, two, three, Jesus, three years ago. I can't even remember anymore. Oh, my God, it's happening. (laughs) Yeah, right? Getting old. Oh, man. That's neat. So you do filming for them, and then they they chop it up or whatever and do what they do with it. Yeah, Sam, Sam just, he always encouraged me to just push the record button. He's like, doesn't matter what it is. He's like, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll go through and cut out what I don't like or what I don't, you know, what we don't need or what, you know, is not necessary. Um, I got to do a better job of that. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what he does. He, I give him my SD cards at the end of the year. Hey, give me your hunt. I mean, obviously we talk about it throughout the year, but yep. that's pretty much how it works. Uh, I filled my first buck with them guys in 2017. It was perfect timing because we were just coming out and, you know, you, you always want to get good film for somebody to keep their interest and whatnot. And yep. it, it turned out perfect. It was a deer that uh, uh, he actually named because I showed him some pictures of it. And the deer was, we, he called him double take because he like looked at him. He's like, looked again. He's like, does it have two, like one big inside tie and stuff? Nice. Yeah. So he named it. And then I, I started, I started the whole series of it of, how I was going to get this deer and how I was going to work at getting this deer. I'm not going to give up on him. If he's still there, I'm not going to even go into his, he's pretty much coming out on the edge of a cornfield in the woods. And it was a small, this was actually on private. This was butting up against public. It was a small uh, edge of a golf course that I could hunt out in Eagle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was butting up against uh, public. And I don't usually have big deer there, but I always put a camera there. I, I golf on Thursday night leagues. So I put a camera back behind <laughs> a cornfield. And while I'm out there, I run out and I get my, my golf clothes on, stuff, and I'm yeah. running yeah. out there, and I come back with birds. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, gotta check my cameras, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's hunting season two. <laughs> what, you're like, a right, whole eight guys. Like, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah you guys I'm give me a second. Take a leak. I'll buy this round. Just wait a second. Uh, yeah. run out I'm there. undercover. So I'd, awesome. I'd go check the picture, and I, and I had that deer all the way from 
from when he started with his nubs of velvet all the way till he got out of velvet. And, and I hunted him the first week and I got him within like the first seven, I think maybe the first 10 days. Wow. Seven to 10 days. So it was pretty cool. I, I, I went out there four times. I didn't see him and, I, and it was logged in that, that double take hunt. Um, I didn't see him at all. And I'm like, I have no idea where this deer is, but I know he's here somewhere. And I moved my camera literally 50 yards. And there's 50 yards where I couldn't see. And there was a little wild apple tree out there. And I, uh, I put the camera there and then next week came by pretty much. And, uh, I went and checked it flip on the golf and <laughs> there he was, he was on it like four days in a row. Wow. And I moved that camera there, but I was still hunting the same stand that I wasn't seeing. Well, that's pretty it. cool. Cause it, you're right. Golf course. So like they're, they're used to some human scent then, right? Tons. That's you know, a, which the hardest thing about hunting scent. that place that I was, they will not come out during the daylight there. Mm. So, and that this is all surrounded by a huge cattail marsh on the one side, which is a side I, there's, I can't hunt and it, when I, where I could hunt on the golf course, I had to be not seen as far as traffic from people. Yeah. You know, you don't want, you don't want to be golfing and see some guy come across the fourth fairway with his bow and his, Hey guys, good shot. You know, <laughs> you <don't. laughs> what are you doing? Uh, well, I'm going to try to kill a big who's the, who's the heckler in, uh, in, uh, was it, uh, happy, happy Gilmore? Gilmore. Yeah. You suck, you jackass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I didn't want to be, be that guy. So, so the owner was nice enough and he said, yeah, if you can get around this way, um, you, you know, you can hunt this little back portion. Okay. So it was pretty cool. I had a, to myself for a little while, but, um, now that's pretty much gone too. So, um, but yeah, that, that was the first time I filmed for chase nation. That's exciting. So, and and turned, what a great first hunt well. too. They're like, man, well, good thing we got this guy. Yeah. It, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I get it, but it, it did turn out well. Sam did an awesome job. And when I'm, when I'm filming this and I'm putting, I'm like, man, this is going to turn out terrible. I'm like, and then he's just so good at, in my opinion, so good at editing and telling a story better than I'm telling it. He puts a lot of time uh, into he's it. He's good at it. He's a storyteller. He's great. Nope. He, I see yeah, him speak at uh, Safari Club International a couple of years back. Great at it. I'm like, what are you speaking here for? And yeah. he's like, I just like to tell my story. Yeah. If someone's willing to listen, I'm going to tell it. And he did. And I was like, shit. Was I've been begging here. him since we started. Because I, I, I'm not huge on narrating um, hunts, but I do like some voices and narration. Yeah. I think Bill Winky from Midwest White Tales, I think he does a pretty decent job. I, I just like, I think Sam has a really good voice for, for narrating. So I, I tell him from the first time, I'm like, dude, if I get a good deer or something and I'm not doing something, I want you to narrate through this whole thing. Nice. Sure. That's so a good idea. I, I, li- I like Sometimes it helps tell it. the story yeah. a little better. Yeah, yeah. You, yep. Like the missing pieces and stuff. Yep. That's what's going on, you know. Yep. Cool. So that's how you got hooked in with those guys. That, yep. Slinging beers at a bar. Pretty much. Some yeah. guy named Sam. And I was like, how do you say his last name? Oh, yeah. And I think it's Yubel. Yep. Right. Oh, or, I always say, I always say Ubel. So oh. if it's Ubel, I'm sorry, Sam. Well, he'll <laughs> listen to this. I, I think. Oh, he'll we'll have to, we'll sure. to see. Yeah. It, it, I I don't. Know. I say Ubel, but it might be Ubel. It might be. Right. be. I don't know. No, I don't. As long know. as you don't call him late for dinner, you'll be fine. <laughs> right. uh, so that's cool. I, you know, they're they're doing some pretty neat stuff. They were on Carbon TV for a little while. I'm not sure if you guys are still there. Still on there. And I then there's talk sh- going to Short Prime. I and think Amazon Prime coming soon with like short video clips. Okay. I don't know if he's doing full hunts on there, but I think he's doing like, uh, I think short videos as of right now. And you guys are on YouTube also? YouTube, uh, Carp. I think he does stuff on, I'm not on Instagram, but I mean, I think he's on that stuff too. And with the, the smart TVs, that's been really awesome. Because now like, you just yeah. get the YouTube app on there, yeah. you just plop it up right there. You're going to go, that's wrong. Like sending it from your phone or whatever, like you used to have to do with the. Yep. I feel like even five years ago, that was like a, like I was sent from my phone to the TV. Not yeah. anymore. Exactly. It's nice. Flying. That's cool. So you're public land guy. That's what we are by and large. Um, I know we were talking a lot before we hit the record button tonight. It's, I, I mean, I would be a private guy, but it's, it's, too hard to get land now without paying buco money mm-hmm. and where i live there's not really big farms it's like it's 40, 40 acres 80 maybe if you get a farm out by me and it's 100 120 acres it's it's 80 field and you got you know it's it's just 
it's just too hard to get. Yep. Too. There's, there's so many hunters. Well, for me, like, hunting I, less. I want to buy land, but I want to buy land so I can put a cabin on it in a lake up north. Sure. So I have somewhere to go with my family as we start growing up. And if there's a bonus where I can get some hunting, pro- like cool. Sure. But that's not going to be my objective. I'll just keep hunting. See, I've public. been swinging towards my wife. Like we're not going to get, if we're going to get land, we're going to get land for the the hunting. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's do the cabin thing too. But I got it. If I'm going to buy land, it'll kill me not to have hunting. I said that. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of, um, I'm there and I'm, and, and I'm I got her on board with yeah. that. So we're, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> my daughter, she's uh, 11. She hunts. Yeah. Um, I cool. haven't, I filmed her last year, but she didn't get a deer. She passed a spike, which I was proud of her for doing. I mean, she didn't want to just kill something. Mm-hmm. Um, and she could, I don't, I mean, first year, why not? But she yep. didn't want to. So it was her choice. I said, you can do it if you want. She's like, yep. no, I'm going to wait for something. I want at least a four or six point or something, dad. I might have engraved that in her head a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> not terrible. She's, you know, no, up she had, so. you know, she's she just wanted to be out there. So, yeah. um, this year for her should be exciting. I hope, uh, she really wants to hunt, which I'm, I'm shocked that she wants to stick with it. Cause we, we walk pretty far sometimes and she, she sits two and a half, three hours, like no problem. That's I've never cool. seen other kids do that. I'm like, wow. All right. Might That's be, cool. Might be onto something here. Yeah, she's probably like, so, you know, dying inside, but she's I, like, no, I can't disappoint my dad. She, yeah. She's literally like not, I mean, I, she does have her phone or ipod with her but i mean she's just sitting there not doing she sits good yeah that's cool so. kids are that'd be tricky with kids because <sighs> yeah I mean, I mean they came out in the world with that's out of their umbilical cord right like we, we didn't grow up that way we just didn't have that. way different my now. first phone i was like i don't know in junior high school i got a freaking track phone from walmart and it was prepaid and i was like you guys i can play snake on here yeah you know? snake is a good game Nibbles, <laughs> I think that's closer with that. <laughs> a text package i only have like 10 minutes you know i was like yeah. this is better be an important call I can save these minutes to call my mom right <laughs> Hey, so should we talk public land hunting or what? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, All right. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're floating around here in the, so, down the lazy river of hunting. You're a public land hunter. Uh, what's your approach? What's your approach? Like, if say, I was going to go pick a new property or yeah, something? Yeah, you're going to go pick a new property. Say somewhere around home that you might have a little bit of experience with, but maybe you put you know, one or two sits at it or you, you put boots on the ground once or twice. I would say before I sit at a property, if I'm going to go pick a property, and, and usually they are close to home because of I work late pretty late hours, decent hours mm-hmm. to where there's not much daylight left. So right. I, I got to pick and choose where I can hunt when I'm at home. Out of state's a whole different thing. But when I'm at home, I have to pick and choose something close to the house. And thank God there's a ton of public land right. around me. Granted, there's a ton of pressure, but still. So what I do usually in like, I would say sometimes lately it's been earlier now, I try to find some deer that I think are worth hunting by putting camera trail cameras out. Sure. Um, watching them grow in velvet. Try not to get too deep in them, but maybe go to edges where they're maybe going to start feeding out in a field or something, or uh, try to find some type of bedding. Maybe I tend to find a lot of deer in grassy areas. I'm not sure. Gonna, like if you're in the middle of the woods, I hunt a lot of hardwoods. I don't hunt marsh as much, which I should, but I'm in a lot of hardwoods and I'll find like an opening where there's some grass and you can see where deer have rubbed there in the past where it looks like it's summer just toying around. It's sure. Like, rubs, trails, yeah. even, even beat down grass, laid well, down yeah, grass. You come out of the fun. winter and you, you, you find tons of droppings and whatnot. I mean, beds. Hang a camera there in, in June or something, see what's going on. And that's a tactic that I've actually employed probably in the past three years is doing the same thing, if trying to find some deer, like put cameras up. So Yeah, if so that's a new place, that's works. what I'll do. If it's yep. a place that I've already hunted from previous years, um, I'll go off of the intel that I had in the winter after gun season, see what's alive. Yep. Um, is this a deer I want to pursue? Do I think he's going to be what I what I want to chase next year? Do I think he's killable? I, I have a lot of deer that I haven't. You're targeting tried. specific bucks. I'd like to. You tried to. I'd like to. Last year I screwed up. I targeted two that weren't there, and I really wanted to find them, but they really weren't there. So I wasted a lot of time on two deer mm. that I had from the previous season that I, I passed, and I wanted them to, you know, I, that was a deer I was going to target in 2019. Like now in 2020, I have a couple deer that I target, and I, if they're not there, I'm not going to waste as much time as I did 
on the deer that I wasted on this year because it just takes too much time. Okay. So definitely want to have more than it's a good, one. It's a good thing to call out. There's balance there because we talked definitely. to uh, Jason Campbell with Bed the Dead, and uh, he was talking about targeting a very specific animal. You know, but like I didn't think or consider what you just mentioned. They're like, well, I'm targeting, but what if it isn't really there? Yeah. Well, you know, so now where do you draw that line? After the gun season, the deer was alive. So mm. that's why I thought this deer's got to be here. And, I mean, a, and when I'm targeting, a, I'm not saying putting one camera because deer can slip through one camera. I mean, like, it's an area where can, I'm yeah. littering it with cameras. And How many and uh, ballpark are you throwing? I have, I think last year, I think I have like 25. Um, Shit, I've okay. had a couple of like pro- I'm like a one single. No, they're, they're scattered all over. I probably yeah. have five to eight on one certain area. But it, again, it's not a huge area. Some, it actually all depends. Yep. Some areas are huge. Some areas are little. Um, every property is different. Um, if I feel like I'm not getting the trails that I want to get, I'll add more. Okay. Um, I, I do. I kind of want to get a general inventory, but then I also want to, which ones are they using the most? most. Especially if it, it, for me, okay, so this is a huge thing for me. I, I get off from my work for two weeks in November and I go out of state. I, Where I are don't, you going? Um, it's different every year. This last year I went to Illinois and Kansas. Uh, Illinois, I didn't hunt extremely hard. Um, I almost got it done. I almost shot a hundred. It's in my upcoming video. I almost had a chance at like, a, I'd say maybe 140, 145 inch nine pointer, which would have been really good for me in, in North, uh, deer. Northeastern Illinois, okay. um, or no, Northwest Illinois. It's right out right, Iowa, Illinois and mm-hmm. Kansas. So I'm geographically challenged. So. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Here we are, monkey doing a math problem. But I wasn't, uh, uh, I wasn't there that long. And then I went down to Kansas within my two weeks and I, I was fortunate enough to get a, a nice deer there. Um, and that was spot is same thing here though. The pressure is insane. And that spot that we hunt is out of state city. Like it's, you don't even find locals there. Mm. It's I mean, every state I've seen. I think we've seen like maybe 20 different states at one time there. Wow. Uh, Texas, Arkansas. I mean, Florida guys love it out there. I mean, Oh wow. Well, you, you well I mean, a lot of, a lot of deer in okay. Florida, you know, 120 inch deer small. Before, is, is big for them. So yeah. yeah. And small body deer too. Yeah. Small yeah. body deer. Yep. There's some areas I think that have regular, but it, it's mixed, but you come here to like a Kansas or Wisconsin or something like that. And, and you, you see 125, and they're in heaven. Corn fed. You know? Yeah. This, this <laughs> big, look how big that body is. You know, you're not even talking about the rack that, like you said, there's right. So you just see a lot of different out of states. I remember I was in Virginia and I saw some guys hunting in great, huge rack. And I was like, holy shit, look at this. This was young. So I probably didn't even like care about hunting a whole lot. And I was really young. I was like 19 or something. And, but the deer is tiny. I was like, the fuck is that? You know, I'm like, man, where I'm from, like, the deer get real big. You know, yeah. that must have been an easy drag, buddy. Same thing in Mississippi when I hunted down there. The deer were just like little dogs. Mm-hmm. But then, but then in the same the same woods, there'd be deer like that would in the Midwest. It's weird. It was interesting. Mixed. It was really well, weird. Well, maybe it's a dominant thing where they're just, ah, it's my food, bro. Back off. I honestly, no, I mean, even their bone structure was small. They weren't just skinny. They were just, they were just small. Huh. I know Alabama, so, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, geographically right there. Certain parts. Alabama had they had lost a lot of their deer herd and I I'm not real good on the dates but I want to say it might have been in the 50s or 60s and I from what I understand I thought they took some Wisconsin herd and put it down there and I think you're right I think I did hear something about that Mississippi yeah. too so there are some Midwest so genes there's some down Midwest there. genes down there that that there's a pocket of those bigger deer sure who mm. knows sure I'm, I'm not right on my facts sure, at all sure. but. So we're kind of we kind of diverged a little yeah, bit, which, which is okay. We can get back to it. No, yeah. no, but but I, but it's interesting to call it that you're traveling other states because that's been a topic of discussion here too. Like, yep. how are right. you doing that? That's a big topic, I think. So that's um, what I was trying to get back to get the cameras. Trying to find a deer in like June, July, August, sure, September. Locally, yep. I can hunt September. It's later. So let's say I get off work at five o'clock, doesn't get dark till nine or eight o'clock. I have a little more free time. Now mm-hmm. it gets where we're busy in October, November. I can't really hunt here because I'm working till almost dark. I'd have to slip in for the last hour. It's just. 
So I take my time off. I go out of state and uh, I stay there pretty much for two weeks. Sometimes I get that third week if it, the gun falls because we don't work during gun season. No Thank shit. We hold nice. on traditionals. Yeah. Uh, our company, you know, guys like to gun hunt. So sometimes I get that extra third week to stay down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do, you, what do you do early season for mosquitoes? Just deal with it. Oh God, you're it was bad. It was bad. You're one of those real men. It was rough. It was it bad. Was but yeah, I mean, um, actually, I somebody, somebody made a comment on that in my first film that I filmed because when I shot double take, it was September 26th or 28th warm. or something like that. It was 90 degrees. Yeah. How, how are you and I had my even at that point? I had my uh, my like mid season coat on, my mid season pants. I mean, Sweat. I had a hat on. I had a muff on. Like, like what is this guy doing? And then I finally mosquitoes. answered a question on YouTube. I'm like. Well, actually, I'm only doing this for mosquitoes. Yeah. I said, I want to penetrate. I said, the only thing they can bite now is like, you know, my cheek or something like that. Which they do. Which they do. (laughs) Luckily, that night I shot him, it was breezy out and there was, you know, you can move a little bit without getting. Goes to show you, I mean, yeah, it can be 90 degrees out and people, that'll keep people away, which is a good thing. It stacks the deck in your favor. The deer, if they want to be there, they're going to go there whether it's negative two or if it's 95. I think the deer just move. Yeah. I mean, they move. My brother swears by, he's like, I'd rather hunt when it's hot and I'm comfortable because I see just many deers if it's. I mean, yeah, fronts have something to do with deer movement and stuff sure. like that too. But as far as temperature goes, I don't think. Well, the, but, yeah, but I get concerned about the meat, right? Because then you're you're gunning and then suddenly there's flies everywhere. You know, that's a different problem. I remember when there was one November when I yeah, you can't let a deer hot. sit. You no. got to make well, a good we shot. We got it right away, but then I was like, there's like yeah. so many flies. I'm like, what is this? This is never. You do your I best to make before, a good you know? quality shot on an animal. Animals mm-hmm. move. Things are going to happen, but yeah. you do your best, and you know if you make a good shot. Yeah, that's recoveries. Time, time recoveries. season is like yeah. you gotta get on. You gotta it. move. Yep. Mm-hmm. Recovery should be quick. You get to it. You field dress it. You get it out and you get it iced. That's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. You just stuck stick some freaking you know bags of ice in that chest yeah, cavity. It's, and- it's not the most pleasurable, but to be honest, with you, as far as pressure goes, yes, yeah, so t- the first weekend's terrible. Don't even try to really necessarily. Everybody gets there. You know, you wait so all excited. summer. Yeah. yeah, and then you go yeah. and you're like, <laughs> yeah, you go and you see you see. 10, 15 vehicles up and down this public road. You're like, okay, I'm not going to go here. And you wait till Monday, and then there's nobody. Mm-hmm. Second weekend, there's half as many vehicles. And then early October, everybody thinks in the law. There's a law thing out here, there. whatever. Nobody's yeah. out there. I'm out there. So so that's, you know, another tactic. Hunt them, them days harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm a firm believer. I, I go back to me and my brother have been looking at some of our trail cam pictures for the last three years. I mean, October 3rd through the 6th has been unbelievable day movement for big bucks for us. And we're... October 3rd through the 6th? For like the last three years, yeah. Interesting. I'm told, and it's, it's weird funny how we've been hearing more about like earlier. Well, that but like specific, very too. specific dates year over year, like the day. If you guys look at your trail camera, look at your trail camera this year on November twenty first. Mm-hmm. And this, and my brother was in Kansas at the time. I was here and had another friend in a different state. And every one of our, I would say between he runs like twenty cameras. I say between maybe half our cameras, we had a nice buck. It, maybe not half. I'd say maybe a third, but. Uh, out of my cameras, his camera, we had deer, big deer moving on that day. November 21st this year was a great day. November 18th was a great, we, we just started logging some days that like, okay, maybe we start paying attention to this, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, the way I look at it is anything I can do to make my success just a little bit better, whether it's something small or big, why not? You said your brother had asked you, like, what are you doing this year coming up to do I was, to increase yeah. your odds of success? Is that the same brother that was older that was showing you the ropes? Yes. Because you said one brother and six sisters, you said? Yes, he is okay. definitely definitely my mentor as far as, I mean, I've looked up to him hunting. He's been the best hunter in my family. I mean, my dad, mom, they're all good hunters, but he's definitely mm-hmm. the guy that puts in the work. Okay. I don't think there's anybody I know personally that I have puts one more, family member like that that's he's insane. better than he's, every... Better is not the right word, just... <laughs> He's in a different league. My brother is definitely know. in a different league. Yeah. He's too knowledgeable for me. Yep. Um, but he, he, year in, year out, he does. He's the type of guy that, so all this new thing about like mobile hunting and uh, 
you know, you, your stand's only good the first time and it gets worse the second time, gets worse the third time, kind of burn a spot out. He is, is he hunts, he used to only hunt the rut, so he'd take off like October 24th and he'd hunt for like November 8th or something. So the pre-rut and the rut. And he'd sit, if he knew that deer was in his woods, which he has cameras, he'd, he wouldn't move from that stand and he'd always get a deer every year. Hmm. And I'm not talking like, I'm talking nice deer, like 150, 160 every year. And he just marries it. He'll sit it all day. He'll do whatever. He's just the guy that puts in the hours, and he's going to get rewarded by a numbers game. Let's talk about time in. So, and, and we're shifting a little bit, Greg. And I know you had oh, some fine. some framework here for show notes, but you know, time in is a big variable. So, like, you're in a good position where you're pretty happy doing what you're doing for yep. the day job, and you get some time to have that autonomy for like getting out in the woods. Absolutely. Um, how much time are you dedicating? You got a family. You got a job. It's hard God, for I all of us, right? Awesome wife when yeah. it comes to that I've cheers never, to awesome wife yeah. by the way like i've honestly never heard one complaint about right. deer hunting for my wife yet and i and i sacrifice a lot of like you said home time to go do yeah. you know, scouting uh let me go check this camera real quick honey you got home from work give me 10 minutes when really it's an hour you know <laughs> yeah. um yeah you're here right now right I mean, it's a freaking tuesday night you're talking about hunting yeah she was asking in, can in i watch this live i want to see march yeah you can watch it live <laughs> I, I told him, no, I don't think you can find it anywhere. Uh-huh. Nice. But, uh, no, I think you should watch it maybe. But um, uh, literally, yeah, she has never complained. So that makes it really easy. And then growing up, plus when she was dating me, she knew how much I hunted. So it wasn't like it was just bombarded on her. She's like, she knew what she was getting into. Kind yeah. Of deal. yeah. And then uh, uh, my daughter likes going out. So she goes out with That's me That's a sometime. bonus, right? Because like, oh, no, no, I'm going to take the kid. Yep. We're good. Yep. I can't wait till I can do that. And then I really don't, uh, I don't know, I, I there's a, you're asking the question of how much time do I just really in invest. general, right? I and, mean, and Sam, he's watching now, so he planted a question to Sam. We're not Sam. We're not sure if it's Ubel or Ubel. And until you call in, I don't think we can answer that question because you can't like <laughs> type what that's going to be. Right. Anyway, um, as much time as I can. This year, I couldn't. I, I, we we built a house, mm-hmm. so I was doing all my own concrete, all my own outside work, and then I had to do side jobs to kind of make up some of that money for putting into the house. Um, so this year, I wasn't very successful in Wisconsin. I didn't really get on to a, a couple of the deers that I wanted to. So this year, I didn't get to put as much time in. But I did put on a lot of time out of state when I was off. Like, it's, it's nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, at three weeks. But them three weeks are were just strictly hunting. When I go to Illinois, I travel, it's like three hours to four hours. And I literally... Sleeping in a motel, a car, a truck. Oh, I've, I've done them all. <laughs> um I say I'll, motel, not hotel, right? Because like, no, you know. yeah, I'll take the cheapest. I don't yeah, care. I mean, okay. I mean, when you're gone, too, it adds up when you're by yourself. You have nobody to share the bills with. No. Out of state tag in, in Illinois is four hundred eighty-five dollars, roughly, for a boat tag. Uh, Kansas, if you get drawn, is like six hundred, and it's going up again. Wow. Um, so the first week when I go down to Illinois, I'm literally, I stayed in a motel the first night, get nestled in or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I literally go to a close campground and rent a primitive site, and I just sleep in my you truck. You grew up camping like that. But I don't even thing. do the tent. I don't have time to set up the tent. So you're just driving in with your I truck. drive in. It's a place to park. That's and maybe super cheap, then. Use a bathroom. Yeah. And you're yeah. talking 12, 12 bucks, 12, 15 maybe? bucks to the yeah. state when it's even cheaper. Um, I literally bring a power cord. I always get the one that has water and electric. Okay. So I bring a power cord. Charge your uh, devices. I, I put the extension cord out the window and put a towel in the window so I don't get any air drafts. Mm-hmm. And I bring an electric heater and put it in the front. I, I sleep in the back of my truck, like just across the bench. I'm a small guy. And oh, it's so not even the bed of the truck. You're in not the, in the bed. In the, I'm in, in the, the cab. cab. Okay. Um, I, you know, I have my phone charger. I have mm-hmm. my if I use an Ozonics, which I haven't this year, but um, anything I get a plug in, it's all there. The only thing you don't really have is the shower. Um, so I'll go to a truck stop maybe every. I don't shower every day because mm-hmm. I don't have time sometimes. 
and so the uh, nearest truck stop sometimes sure. 40 minutes away right so but i'll go to a truck stop and shower and then come back um try to hunt the winds i'm not getting what i think is crazy dirty but i mean it's enough just yeah. hunt the winds yeah but yeah that's pretty much i slept this year i slept seven days in my truck and it was freezing okay. so you're turning it on off on off it's annoying but i mean it's to me it's worth it we well, see you got the space 70. heater too right space no. heater helps huge but okay. I mean, the whole thing of getting out of the car in the morning, changing out in the freezing cold ice, you know, all my tubs don't fit in my truck. They got to go back in the bed. Yeah. Uh, you have your bow and everything. You can't put everything in a little. Bit spot. of a challenge. You're kind of like, uh, should I stay in my truck? It's so warm. I, like, no, I'm here. I got to go hunt. My family thinks I'm nuts for doing it. They're like, my mom, my mom's offered here. Just take this money, go in a hotel. I'm like, no, this is, I'm not, I'm not making you <laughs> But then it's part of it though, too. It no, makes I like it. It's, it's part more doable. Right? I, I, I actually enjoy it. People you look know, at me when I pull the camera. I got this bag here, the Sun Crusher bag. Oh. And I, I don't, they don't rep me. I'm not, you know, part of that whole thing no yeah good or bad it doesn't matter but yeah, i've so used that bag as a i've used that bag I've, I've treated like a laundry like a washing machine more than anything because sure. i that's kind of how it works right. and so for me like you say like oh how am i gonna get my clothes because your underlayers get all sweated up and nasty yeah i try to bring i bring a ton of clothes so like so for the first seven days i'm down there i'm pretty much going through a rotation of clothes and then my parents usually meet me down in kansas like on the eighth or ninth this okay. year they wait a little longer because my Dad and mom didn't, or my dad didn't get the buck he wanted, so he waited a couple more days. I'm like, come on, you guys are coming down, right? Getting sleeping in trucks, getting old, because they bring down a big camper, and we <laughs> yeah. all stay in that uh, RV. But uh, then I go do laundry. Nice. So, but uh, yeah, like laundromat though too, if you really needed to, right? It is, but I'm still like, I mean, it's the rut. I feel like, I mean, I, I went down this year, November first, so I'm sitting. You know, you get in the stand, you're sitting till eleven, maybe go out and get some lunch, maybe sit till noon, or if it's real hot, at, we, my brother and I have a, a rule of thumb. If it's during a rut and you see three bucks in the morning, you sit all day. Okay. So that, that's so just you something. see two, you're like, yeah, two is like, yeah, that's so good. I mean, <laughs> I if it was the right two, three. maybe. Yeah. At what point are you like, I hope I don't see a fucking third buck. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the right two, maybe. But honestly, yeah, if, if I see one deer, if I get my stand early morning, I see this four pointer come by and cruising by, and then it's like ten o'clock, and I see, you know, whatever, another two year old or something like that. Yeah. Right, I'm, I'm probably not gonna sit there all day. Yeah. The action. I mean, I, I believe in the rut, either you're there, or you're not, kind of deal. Yeah. Um, if there's chasing, but. So yeah, that's sleeping in a truck. That's fun. Uh, I recommend everybody tries at least once. <laughs> I used to do that with my dad. I, I mean, I'm gonna do this year. Right? Sleep in the back, you know. I mean, it's expensive to go out of state. You got to think of the gas alone, just in vehicles. I sure. Mean, you're driving a pickup truck with a V8 or well, even a high-powered six. Too, if you're well, a non-resident, yes. right? In some states, four hundred eighty-five dollars for Illinois. Yeah. I mean that. Then that's the beauty about Illinois is you don't have to buy it early. So Kansas, when you do a draw, you you feel obligated. You have to go, otherwise you're wasting six, seven hundred bucks, you know, because you have to pay that up front. Same thing with Illinois. I mean, you go to Illinois or not Illinois, uh, Iowa. Preference points are I think are fifty five to sixty bucks a year now or something like that. Wow. And then you know, for the good zones, you're waiting three, four years, five years, um, and then you got to pay six hundred dollars for a tag. So you got to go. You're, once you once you buy this stuff, you're committed. I'm not going to just throw that away. And then I do. I really want to pay a hundred dollars each night for hotels. Like I'd rather just rough it a little bit and. You know, and then if have you, more get, of a story you get a big buck, you got the taxidermy bill. I mean, yeah, it all yeah. adds up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you got to kind of utilize that. And, so, and I don't have a ton of money. <laughs> I mean, you, I don't, and I'm a concrete guy. Yeah. No, I mean, none of us do really like, right. I mean, there's some, right. And that, that's a different caliber. Right. We don't have those folks on the show. <laughs> I don't think we have had any like that yet that I'm aware of. I mean, I wish I was one of those guys, but I just yeah. do what I got to do. I'm going to yeah. do whatever I can to make sure I go. So if I don't have the money, I'm definitely sleeping in a truck. If I had extra money, maybe I would get the hotel. But sure, I'm going no matter what. Whatever way I got to go, I'm going. When someone came, someone made, so Sam made a comment, and, and you mentioned it too, and you mentioned it too. When we we're in the kitchen having tacos, um, your mom is quite the hunter. Unbelievable. So like that woman amazes me. What, every what year. is I gotta? I just 
I'm curious about the conversations in your house around Christmas time, around the dinner it's table. Bad. Like, yeah, do you get mom jealous? Or dad's jealous of mom. My brother's like unreal. My mom has her own little strategy, and it works for her. And it, it, it her advantage. She hunts like 50 yards off the road. She's 65 years. Well, she'll be 65 this year, I think. Oh, you're not supposed to say her age. All right, sorry. She's a, she's, a young, <laughs> she's a young old lady. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, she's puts in her own stands. She does her own stuff. She did have to go to Crossbow the last couple of years. I mean, she's just, she's a little. Good for her, lady, whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was an incident this year, actually. She got a buck out on uh, uh, Southern Kettle. And uh, there's two you guys, probably about my age, come in. And uh, she's like, or they come up to her and she's like, oh, you're going in here? And she and he's like, "Don't worry, we're going way back." She's like, "That's okay, I don't go back that far." They come out, she shot a buck. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it, it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, you're, they're like, "Lord, like, yeah, okay, lady." You know, yeah, she's just she's amazing hunter. She's killed the biggest deer in our family, actually. Cool. Um, and they're funny. all super unique. That's a good strategy, but you still have to know what you're doing. It's not like she's hunting by the road. She that hunts is hard. A strategy. It's she's ours. still yeah. doing something different about that, right? Yeah, I think all of us in our family. I mean, I don't think we're like elite hunters i think we're smart enough to get the job done yep um i think hunting is so much luck but uh but you but i think she puts herself in the right spots to give her a better chance than somebody that doesn't put themselves in that spot if that makes sense yeah she's had a lot of practice she's really good uh she's how long I, has she been hunting she, you know i i was thinking about that the other day so when i was a kid she really didn't hunt much i think she might have taken up like the last i want to say like ever since they went to kansas so it might be like nine years Okay. And so even, let's rewind a little bit because. And she wasn't that successful then. It's just been like the last five years where she's really starting to knock she's down. Starting to knock Is that down when you decided, so you mentioned offline that you weren't taking it like as serious so from that. It's not part of your heritage. They went to life, Kansas. But. I've only been to Kansas, I think five years okay. now. Okay. They went to Kansas for like nine years, maybe, maybe nine or 10. I could be wrong. Maybe you're here or there or whatever. But um, I took it more serious when my dad knocked down uh we, we weren't big buck hunters we weren't okay. you know we didn't think anything other than a deer was a deer you know okay you can shoot a doe we get some meat you can shoot a little buck cool if you get a big buck cool you're whatever yeah, yeah cool look at those yeah. horns yeah. we're not yeah. hunting specific deer my dad knocked down a, a giant eight pointer in like december when i was i think i gotta be 18 years ago and that started the big buck thing in the family and i was like oh that's cool you know i wanted to do that but I still, I hunted the same way I always did. I never really, like, picked up on strategies. You're open on chance a little bit more. Yeah, I got on that little private. I, th I think I killed them two little bucks. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, you know. I got my deer, and then I started hunting my brother, and I started watching him, and he, and I, I, he's like, yeah, I saw three or four bucks. I'm like, why don't you shoot? He's like, oh, I'm waiting for something, you know, a little older, a little more mature. And then I was starting, once you start hunting more, it's just like you grow, I mm -hmm. think. It's like you get more passionate, and then different things irk you, like, or not irk you, but, like, you know, get you excited. Yeah, right? get you excited. Yeah. And you just want to, it's like anything you do, you want to do something better. And I think it's harder to kill more mature deer. I mean, even mature doe, mm -hmm. I think it's hard to kill. Um, I have problems killing mature does more than anything. The I working like. class gets some old ass doe. Yeah. Like 12 years old or something. Yeah, 11 year old ridiculous. doe. Okay, so that's pretty close. But that was like a big deal, yeah. you know? Anyway. It all depends on the property you're hunting, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. if, it's, if it's a piece of land that doesn't get a lot of pressure or hasn't had a lot of pressure, you're going to have age. older age class yeah. deer there because mm -hmm. it's a safe haven. If, uh, you know, I think the oldest doe I've killed off of a piece of property and it was public was almost four, which okay. is yeah. still a big doe. And it, she smelled plenty of hunters in her time. Right. Especially in the area I got her out of. But it, it's, it, big does are difficult to kill. They're always. They're smart. Yeah. They're, they're always watching the noses. Everybody. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, as far as taking it serious, for me, myself, I would say it didn't really start. I mean, I wasn't taking off work or anything like that. It was always just mm-hmm. that, oh, yeah, I guess I go hunting. It was nothing like, no, I need to be out there. I want to find these things. Um, probably, I thought 2014, but now I think it's maybe a little earlier than that. Um, maybe like last seven years, maybe, okay. I would say. And seven years isn't like... I, I feel like nowadays I, I feel like I'm feels pretty like new to the game still. That's how, yeah. Right, so that's how I yeah. feel about seven years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm pretty new to the game still. Yeah. Um, I mean, we always hunted a little bit. I mean, I shot my first deer when I was 12 in, in Adams with my bow, which was really cool. It was a little six-pointer. Uh, the guy comes, it was funny, we were at a gas station, and this deer was, was tiny. It feels dressed at like 120 pounds. The guy's like, oh, it's like a 200-pounder. Hey? I'm like, I love guys like that. You always yeah. get that story, <laughs> the big deer story, the big fish story. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was cool. But, I, again, that hunting wasn't hunting then. It was just kind of a, that's what my family did, and that's what we did. You know, we, we go hunting. But now it's more of a passion of actually, we, I mean, I like the animal. Yeah. Yep. Yes, I harvest them, but they're absolutely hands down my most favorite animal. I yep. think they're the smartest. I think they're very adaptive. They're they're obviously elusive. They're I mean, go look in the snow. You 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 know, I, where I hunt, you don't see any deer, and all of a sudden you go out in the winter and you look at the fields, like where are all these deer? Like I can't believe there's that many tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel stupid. You feel dumb. Like how can I not get you guys? Like there are hundreds of them out there. Yeah, no. where are they spending their time, right? Yeah. Down looking like a fucking tree stump. I mean, I get the yard up and stuff in the winter, but I mean, still, yeah. it's like they every field. <laughs> they, they find, they work together to find the food, you know, scratch up the field to get knocked the snow off. So they work work better in numbers than they do by themselves at this time of year. And, and I would say that the thing about me going out of state, what triggered that a little bit is I kind of got tired of the pressure around here. And then the whole thing of, I, I could sit 10 sits and not see a deer. I could sit 10 sits and maybe see two deer. And then I'm talking to other guys where you're on the Western part of the state or maybe even a little North like Marquette area or, you know, uh, Veroca or all them areas anywhere West lacrosse. Uh, yeah, they're seeing, you can see 10, 15, 20 deer in a sit. Mm-hmm. I just never had that. Yeah. I, same. I, I see one deer and like, what know, am I doing it. wrong? Or am I in the wrong area? Like the deer density is not very well yeah, here. No. Um, where I hunt with the pressure and in the, the busy roads and the, the human interaction with all these deer how many hunters there's so many hunters in our area our area i think is growing up for hunting wise i think personally what i've noticed my own eyes on the roads that i hunt now way more in the last five years than it has ever been and each year is getting worse what's funny because they they say hunting is on the decline i I can't every time i listen to somebody say that i I can't understand that but it's also not there so there's a and 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 i'll have to like pump my brakes here a little bit because i'm part of a different world of this stuff but um you know, the, this new age hunter that's coming into the space, like there's a lot of these guys and gals that have been doing it for a very long time, right? That are avid hunters yep. and, and, or hardcore hunters. Then there's the guys that increased record sales back in 2015 from vinyl records where the record sale of uh, records, vinyl records, it was like 1989, right? But right. then it's like hipsters that came on and wanted to get all that. And they thought it was cool. And then they sent it with the tobacco pipe and that's kind of happening with hunting. It's definitely because they want to know where the food came from. So like good for them, right? I'm yeah. really happy for that. Um, so it's two different types of hunters, well, I mean, but there's I think more social media. I, yep. I mean, I think we, yep. we've really turned it into something different than, yeah, it's definitely popular. Yeah. And yeah. we need them, right? Like it's a, it's a weird thing. Cause if it goes away, then it, you know, it doesn't, bother, public it land, doesn't right? bother me. Um, yeah. but I mean, it bothers a lot. Of, I mean, I talk to people on a regular basis. It bothers, why are you telling people about hunting? Why are you sharing? Why, why would you want to film and show if we people? Don't, it's like, well, around, I get it's know? not for everybody, but I mean, I mean, I like these to be for enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, I filmed. I like filming. I'll film just enough to know where I hit the deer. You know, that's yeah. enough for me right yep. there. And it's just also takes your mind off of necessarily being in the shot too. Yeah. My brother's like, well, why do you film? Because he understands why I do it. He's like, but it's going to cost you a deer sometime. I'm like, yeah, it is going to cost me. Cause if I don't get it in frame, I'm probably not going to 
pull the trigger or if I'm trying to mess around, maybe he'll see me or something. It, it could cost me a deer, but I'm, I'm, it's worth it to me. Because it's a different type of passion, right? It, like it's, it's another layer on top of what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. That's another challenge. I get the ultimate goal deal. is to knock yep. a deer down, but it's right. not the whole picture. There's so much more to hunting than just the kill. Yeah. So that's another reason why I like public. What I posted today, I posted a picture of like, a, or a video of like a possum. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you wouldn't have seen that at home. Yeah, but it's cool, you know. I, did that and I film, you know, I try to film. I'll put little clips on everything I see. I had a little raccoon climb up a tree and try to hide from me. And one little branch, I'm like, I see you. It's like, you know, as I'm walking out, <laughs> he's like looking at you like, do you see me? But uh, getting back to, uh, yeah, hunting out of state and, and sleeping in the truck. Yeah, I only do it because it's just cheaper and it's more affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, is it pleasant? No. Is it doable? Very. Yeah, I can imagine if it rains, it's really hard. But the adventure side so, of that it, is really something, you know. The worst part about it is, is well, what really stinks is, and I, I don't really go out. When I'm hunting, I'm hunting. I don't go out to the bars after. I'll maybe go get like something to eat, but I'm I'm not down there to drink or mm-hmm. I'm I'm out hunting. So I, it gets dark at five o'clock when daylight savings kicks in. I'm sitting in my truck looking at my phone till I go to bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no, there's no you kind of lose insanity a little bit. You can only look at so much stuff on Facebook and stuff. Right. And watch you, videos. You can read. You can watch YouTube. But yeah, you can but catch that's up what you're on doing stuff, every right? night. Yep. Talking to your wife, maybe FaceTime with the kids to bed or yeah, something. Yeah, talk like that, to him. Yeah, call my brother. Hey, how'd hunt go or whatever. You know, talk that stuff. Call Sam or somebody and tell him what had happened. He actually told me I shouldn't have left Illinois when I did because I was onto that that deer pretty good. But I was like, <laughs> I pick dates and sometimes and it might be a downfall in my hunting strategy. But I pick dates and when I set them dates where I want to go, it almost sometimes doesn't matter what I got when I go. Yeah. And my brother's always yelling at me for that too, and they're probably right because maybe I could have got a deer. What would you do different? What would you do different? Maybe stay a couple more days there and then go to Kansas and mm-hmm. maybe lose a couple days in Kansas. But I never, I don't know, for some reason in my head, it's like, I don't want to lose them days in Kansas, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. But I always take out early there. So he's like, well, you never take, you never stay long in Kansas anyways. Like, I guess. But that, that's the beauty about going out of state. That was the intriguing thing to me is I, I could see, I, I had no problem going out of state and not getting a deer as long as I saw a deer. As long as I was keeping being and entertained you, in my you've gone enough where you've become familiar with certain parts of those other states where you're like... Are you still um, doing so, a lot of exploratory so stuff? So Illinois, I've hunted the same spot for three years. I've only been successful one year. Um, the first year, I, I could have been successful if I would have been paying attention. Um, the first night I hunted, I didn't. It was like October fifteenth or something. Uh, I had a really big buck come right behind me, and I wasn't. I was focused up here, and he got ahead of me, and I tried to get him back, and he was just meandering. He was really. He would have been probably one of my biggest deer, um, but I didn't get it done, and I didn't see him again after that. Uh, and then this year, I just. I could have almost had that. I had him within like 50 yards, um, but the wind was terrible, and I can't believe they even got that close. Mm. It was blowing up this hill. That's another thing that I like talked about. For me, to get away from people on public land, if you're hunting hilly bluffs or whatever, most of the guys hunt two-thirds way up, hunts the top. I hunt a lot of bottoms, a lot, which is we know another super guy unorthodox to anybody. They'll look at me Bottom and laugh. third, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We I'm literally that. down in the bed. I'm literally down, but I don't like the ones that get real tight. There's got to be a little bit of. Uh, There's got to be some space. A little bit of space on the bottom, but and, and I love it. Um, I everybody's like, well, how do you control your thermals? And and I, I said I don't. Um, I've had better luck than not. I've had yeah, I've had. You see more deer, you have more opportunity. And I don't have anybody bumping in me, stealing my stuff, um, my cameras. Nobody hunts down there. Mm-hmm. I'll go down there. It's cool. I'll take that chance. I actually like the trails that are coming straight down the ravines. Even like the freaking cliffs, like I, so I've hunted, you know, Seriously, you, you know why losing is you want to talk about bluffs. There's some straight freaking drops or close to it. And the deer will anything. even traverse that. Oh, yeah. You know, no I, I made a mistake. They weave in it, but they, they get it. They'll get it done. The and I've, so like, but there are no humans on that, on that face. That's where I tried. That's, I mean, that's the biggest key is you're trying to get away from people, but it's, it's so hard to do. So obviously 
when I look at a map and I'm like, oh, these are five good spots, you might as well get rid of them. Yep. Because if you look at a map and you think they're under five good spots, yeah, you're not every other one. guy's going to be like, yeah, that's where they're at. You have half a mind and two neurons rubbed together, you're going to figure out the same damn thing, you know? Right. So you got to kind of try to think out of the box a little bit. Um, granted, them spots might be good, and maybe somebody isn't there. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can put a camera there and take a chance. But lately, last few years, nine times out of ten, there's somebody there. Yeah. Somebody's coming in there when you're there. Um, so you, you got to try to – and that's why I think my mom is super successful out of state and other places is people don't just stop at 50 yards walking in off the road. Um, people – People don't just hunt this little spot that she hunts all these travel spots. They're not like where it's not holding a deer, but the deer's got to cut through here to cross this road to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she's not capitalizing on it. Not down some giants. So it's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that she's, cool. I would love for somebody to do a story on her. She is amazing. Hey, we'd, you know, yeah, here, yeah. raise a hand. Throw Please. us out there. Um, throw she's going to do a phone. We can do it in person. We can do it She's going to be super yeah. well, yeah. I just, I don't know. I go up and hang a tree stand and I hunt. And Beautiful. <laughs> so, like, all right, podcast is done. That's it. I put my clothes on and I go. That's cool. Awesome. Do you have, um, we got, you know, 10 minutes before, you know, we'll try to kind of wrap up a little bit and 10 minutes isn't super firm or anything, but, uh, you know, I planted the seed in the beginning of the show, memorable hunt. It's something I'm really happy to hear. It's one of my favorite parts of the show. Um, I guess I kind of already talked about it. Double take was probably my favorite hunt of all time. Okay. Um, just because of, it was the first year I really, I thought patterned. It was the first buck, a mature buck that I thought that I did everything right and it paid off. Um, I've had multiple hunts to where, you know, you do everything right and you don't even see that deer. You think you do everything right. But that deer, that would definitely be, it was a start of Chase Nation for me. It was a big, it was a big, uh, you know, we needed it. And and going back and seeing my mom's reaction, I mean, she is more passionate about deer than I am. She loves, I can't go to the house without opening my phone with her, coming over my shoulders, you know, looking at, what do you got in our deer? What's going on here? You know, mm-hmm. she's just that, that mom. Um, that is definitely my most favorite hunt. Um, it just ended, everything ended up really, really cool on it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, what were some of the details of that hunt? Like some of the like things that really stood out in your mind, you know, um, like when you think about it, what are you thinking? Is, I couldn't believe, like I said, when I was at the golfer, I couldn't believe how many times I had this deer on camera. So, so I always hear this from other people that, you know, you don't get big, you get a big buck. And it happens to me all the time. I'll get a big buck on camera maybe two to three times out of the whole year. And that camera's been sitting for, you know, 45 days or something. This deer I was getting two to three times a week. So I think it, I was really in his bedroom without bothering him by not walking in the woods. Usually I hunt the woods. I never hunt the edge. I, I'm not a field hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you ever notice on public, you don't really see deer come out in the fields on public too much in daylight. Yeah, they like, oh, follow the moon or follow the pressure or whatever. And like, it doesn't matter because the uh, people walking in there is going to trump all that. Um, <clears throat> so I don't hunt edges much. Um, this deer, I particularly hunted the edge because he came out to the edge every day. He, he walked up the corn line and in, in the wood line every time I had him on camera. And I didn't, I only put one camera out there. And normally I flood the woods with cameras. Um, but that was, I just went about that deer differently. And I think I need to do that more in the future, but I have to find that deer early. And, and be successful. I think that's a diamond in a rough type situation. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I can't do it. I try to do it this Lighting year. Lighting on bottles, right? Yeah, it's it's not going to happen every year. Um, the patience I, I waited for on that shot. That deer, literally in the video, you can't see that deer stood there probably for fifteen minutes and didn't move. And wow. I could have shot him like that. If you watch the video, my mom's like, "Well, I shoot him now. Shoot him here. Shoot him this." My dad's like, "Yeah, I, I dropped him already." You know, everybody's got their ideas, and I'm like, I, "I want a broadside shot." I've had two bad experiences before. Then I was telling you guys earlier. Um, I, I shot a deer quartering at me and I ended up hit, hitting it in the shoulder 
or I'm sorry, cording away from me and hit it in the shoulder and it didn't obviously get any penetration. I didn't kill the deer. The, a gun hunter got it a couple weeks later. Um, even if I would have got through it, it would did nothing vital and it maybe would have died from infection or something. It would have been too far forward. It would have had nothing land. vital, yeah. Um, I think Sam might have had a deer like that happen to him yep. a few years ago on one of his shows too. Um, so I really, I, I was proud of waiting that long on that deer because I think that is probably the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing on why people wound deer is rush a shot. Um, yeah, I mean, most, more times than not, you're going to get an angle or if you don't get the angle, I, w- I wouldn't take the shot mm-hmm. anymore. Learning that I don't like wounding animals. Nobody does. Um, this year, you know, I guess I, I won't say it now, but you'll see in my episode, um, I had a marginal shot. Uh, and it was due to where I was hunting in Illinois, um, that buck that I was talking about, that 140, 45-incher that I was almost about to kill, it was mm-hmm. up a hill, and, it, and the only trail he was going to come on was like a 40-yard trail. And I have a one uh, one sight pin, and it, I can shoot like 10, 20, 30, pretty close, like an inch high at 10 and like an inch low at 30, so I, I can play with that. You no can problem. gap it. Yeah, I can gap that, no problem. Now at 40, I moved it. <clears throat> and and I told you, Sam told me to stay a couple days. Well, I left that night. He never came down that trail. I forgot to move my... Sight back. And I never look at it because I never take a shot usually over 30 yards. And when I got to Kansas, this deer was at 29 yards, and I shot him, and I spined him. Mm. I got the deer. He went down right away, but I felt terrible. And you'll see it in the video. Dude. I'm, I'm almost crying because I cannot stand watching a deer suffer. No, it's the so, worst. Yeah, so I put a follow-up shot in him, and then he, he you know, he's still kind of breathing and gasping and, and expiring. I'm like, do I get down? What do I do? Mm-hmm. And he finally he finally died, but I felt terrible. So so I pride myself on trying to take the, the right shot, and then I did that with double take. It was a really good shot. Um, he went like 40 yards. He went just out of the, out of the, my camera. That's here. You asked me what stood out in that, that video. So usually I had a little, I started off filming with Sam. He's like, yeah, buy a camera. I bought a handy cam, like a Sony 440 CX. Yeah, you know, a little guy. Basic, yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, it has HD. It says, <clears throat> oh, cool. It'll be good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I filmed with it for like four or five, six days. And then the day that I shot him, I forgot the camera arm. Oh no. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This could be the day. <laughs> I, and I, and I actually texted Sam that before I said, I said, go figure. I don't have the camera on. This is the day he's going to come out. And then we don't laughing about it. I tape it. I have a, uh, I have, believe it or not, I have electrician tape in my pocket. I have no nope. idea if it was from work or whatever. I might've cut myself in concrete or something. And I, I used a flashlight to like kind of hoist it up. And I taped the flashlight around the branch and I pointed it at, cause I knew where I was to shoot him. If he came out, he was going to come out right by the, I point on the screen. And the, the, if you watch the video, the camera never moves. No. It's not like I'm panning or anything. No. So, so that was really unique. I wish I, I wish I would have somehow been able. To, I should have filmed it with my phone. Yeah, I should have taken a picture of it. Yeah, because nobody's like, how in the world did this guy get this to yourself filming? And he's taping his camera to the tree and he's shooting it where he's pointing. Necessity <laughs> is the mother of all inventions. So yeah, there's a lot of things about that uh, that hunt that was definitely special and unique for me. It was my first really big buck. Um, I, I've gotten some other ones, but it was my. I always wanted to do it. Was over 150 inches. He was 158. Gross. Um, yeah. About it, I guess. That is memorable. Uh, going home yeah. was the best part of the video. I mean, like I said, my mom, if you guys ever watch the hunt, my mom's reaction is she's hysterical. I mean, <laughs> I put up on a screen, so I always I always took my hunts home and I just plug the HD, HDMI, HDMI cable, yeah, 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 plug yeah. that into the TV and turn it on. And like, yeah, here I saw this buck. I do it down in Kansas too. I, I mean, I show them all my hunts or everything I film. Mom likes to see that stuff. So she's like, oh, that's a nice one. You get them? You got them, didn't you? I'm like, no. Just wait, and all of a sudden you can see the arrow penetrate through them, and they're all freaking out. It's pretty cool. That's fun, so, man. That's a good. That's a good story, especially with like the coming up with the first year of, of Chase Nation too. It was. It, it was this all. A lot I, of I honestly believe it was meant to be. Happened all at the you know, culmination of things, almost right. I mean, it's pretty cool to to sell film. Your kids, fifteen years from now, will be looking at you like, oh my goodness, that's my dad on TV. You know, 
Yeah. It's just cool. Yeah. Document that kind of stuff yeah. is really something. Something we have today that we didn't have a long time ago. I mean, I guess no. maybe it's a big thing on your shoulder and the VHS, but like quality. I don't, have a, I don't even yeah, have a DVD the player. Is so much better. Yeah. I don't but, a VHS. I mean, not ripping on anything, but even old stuff like when I used to watch like a Greg Miller's or like even, even Lone Wolf when I first came out, it's all oh, yeah. real fuzzy. I can't even hardly yeah. see the deer. Yep. But it's not their fault. That's just the technology. That's just what they had. And honestly, yeah. at that point, they're probably using the best stuff they get their hands on. I believe yep. so. Yeah. Yep. And so. just like today, we're like 4K and like 8K is like right on the corner, right? And 5G is coming. And so you talked about like, you know, these trail cams that can, you can have a cell phone plan with them. Yeah. Um, the, I, I mean, the, everything's changing so fast. There's some that I wish they would start bundling together because most people aren't just buying one now. It's nice when you can bundle your plans together. Yeah, three, mm-hmm. four of them. Yeah. Crack. I mean, that's what you're going to do. do I, yeah. Why do I want to be exclusive <clears throat> and tied to this one thing? If Yeah. I mean, I like the whole idea how they do that. You can buy a ton of gigabytes or whatever, and right. then, then you can base each camera off of that one plan. I like that. Yeah, and add-ons are five bucks or four bucks or whatever. Interesting. So, Well, cool, man. I mean, let people know. I, I don't know if you're on social or if obviously Facebook. Chase Nation is. So, like, Yeah, Facebook or Chase know. Nation. The open forum is where I you know, I usually post something um, if I have a question. Like, is the Facebook group for it? Yep, there's a Facebook okay. group for it. It's called the uh, Chase, Nation Chase Nation Open Forum. I Chase think. Nation TV Open Forum. Yep. Greg knows everything. Yes, I don't know. Nothing everything. gets past <laughs> that steel trap over here. But yeah. He's got all of the wisdom. Yeah, right here. <laughs> oh, a lot of wise stuff in them. <laughs> yeah, a little Irish red ale. There that's a lot of wisdom right that's there. A lot of wisdom. That's what we'll call it. Some people call it spirits. We call it wisdom. 22 Whatever. full ounces of it. <laughs> Holy shnikes. Yeah, we're starting to collect some scotch over here. Better have a scotch party. Uh-huh. Is that a thing? It could be. I mean, we could be an entrepreneur for it. We need some scotch tape. Not as everything. cool. No. Unless I like you got electrical. Unless you get a tape pocket for the. I have no idea where I had that in my pocket. That day, yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be. It was meant to be. I, I, I as well. like this is definitely meant to be. Yep. That's great. Well, dude, thanks for being on the show. I you know, we'll wrap up. There's some folks that were on live. Thanks for tuning in. Um, find your way to the comment section and, and see if at some point you can respond back to some of the folks on here. Um, but dude, we're happy that you took time out of your busy life to yeah. Thanks for coming here, hanging out with us at our quote unquote studio. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. 1970 shag carpet. That's how we roll. Now get some nice floors in here. Only imagine what this carpet is seen. Shelves. We have a window right here, so that's kind of awkward. Get a sign there, but... Gets the job done. Gets the job done. Well, cool. Thanks again, and uh, we'll produce tonight. So it'll be live for the the ride into work tomorrow morning. All right. Appreciate it, guys. All All right. right. Thanks, Thanks, Joe. Joe. All right, welcome to our new segment, our news segment brought to you by eHunter.com. That's eHunt and the letter R.com. eHunter Electronic Hunt Resource is your go-to site for anything and everything hunting related. eHunter is the last one-stop shop resource you will ever need. We're going to go ahead and cover some topics with those folks today. We hope you enjoy this segment. Hey guys, this is Taryn Hunt with eHunter, and here are your news updates for the week of February 23rd through February 29th. I'm going to start off in Utah. We had a couple articles in Utah that were pretty, really good articles. Um, the first one was about Utah receiving um, some grants along with some other states, but Utah re- receiving some grants to um, do some big game research there in Utah. The grant was worth $3.2 million. So the details are in that article, but really cool to see them getting those that grant. Uh, there's also another article um, that we that we did. It talked about the 
legislation opposing the wolf introduction into Utah. Now, there is no active legislation to introduce wolves into Utah, but there's a lot of stuff going on in Colorado, and Utah is really getting ahead of the curve here. Uh, they're trying to introduce into legislation um, laws and bills to stop a possible introduction in the future. They're also trying to have an impact on the introduction of wolves into Colorado because obviously those wolves are not going to stay in Colorado. They're going to travel wherever they need to find food. So Utah is trying to stay, trying to stay ahead of that. Um, hopefully they can get that bill passed um, so that they don't have to worry about it. We'll next move um, up to the uh, Grand Teton National Park. We did an article that was one of our top articles of February. It had to do with the goat removal there in, in the Grand, T Grand Teton National Park. I'm sure most everybody has heard about that and what they're doing, but basically the the National Park is planning to remove several of these, these mountain goats, and they're going to do it by helicopter aerial um, operations. So basically shooting from helicopters to remove the the mountain goats. That was actually halted and the article that we did last week was on the, the halting of those operations. Um, before they could get it halted though, they actually ended up killing 36 of the goats. So we're, we're still waiting to see what happens with it, if it's going to continue or if it's going to be stopped or, or what's going to happen going forward. But um, check out that article, really interesting read, got a lot of attention on, uh, on social media and on the website. The last two articles that we did for the week were for Colorado. One was um, Colorado trying to improve elk herds uh, in southwest Colorado. And the ways that they're going to do that is through limiting tags um, and trying to beef up those herds with introduction of wolves into Colorado. I think a lot of people are worried about it. Plus the numbers there in southwest Colorado uh, for elk have gone down. And so uh, the CPW is trying to do all that they can to improve those herds. Um, and then the other article was for Boulder County, which is kind of an interesting article for us to produce. Not a lot of um, hunting articles come out of Boulder County, but um, Boulder County is trying to, to cull a, the Red Hill elk herd there, um, basically because they're worried about the elk and human interactions or conflict, worried about what that's going to look like in the future. So, so trying to remove those elk from that area and and lower those numbers. Uh, one of the cool things that they are going to try and do with that is do some antlerless hunts uh, that'll be kind of like urban hunts in Boulder County. Um, obviously we won't be able to do it with rifles but um, with bows and, and primitive mef uh, primitive weapons. So, so pretty interesting read there as well. So those are your articles for last week. Hope you guys enjoy. Reach out if you guys have any questions. Um, keep up the good work and thanks guys. What's up everybody? So this week's tip of the week is to be sure and fix any issues you had during season with any of your gear right now in February, March, April, May. Don't wait until August or September to get your stuff all squared away. You know what the problems are right now, you just experienced them throughout season. You wanna make sure they're better and get them now while they're fresh in your mind. So if you wanna get your bow tuned up, you wanna get new arrows, new broadheads, new sight, Whatever it is, get it done right now 
um, because come August, you're going to be running behind, running late. You're going to be scrambling. The bow shops are going to be full. Or if it's even, you know, anything related with a gun or your tree stand or a saddle or whatever you're using, like I said, try to get it all fixed right now so that it's all fresh and ready to go come August, September. Just pull it out and you're rocking. All right. Hope it helps, guys.